Yo, 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 and welcome to another episode of Roy's Podcast. I'm Roy Spencer. And I'm Johnny Rodriguez, and this is Roy's Podcast. So, Roy, today we got a very special guest, very special guest, by far the most special guest we've ever had, uh, Chantel Lane. You may know her from her hit single, Impossible. My sister was so excited when I told her <laughs> you were coming on the podcast. How have you been? I've been good. I've, I'm feeling the Web3 burnout that I think everyone is experiencing now. You know, we have to mm-hmm. like spend all our time on spaces and discord and then podcasts and it's like feel like i'm losing my mind a little bit but yeah probably a lot but the weekend's right around the corner so <gasps> what is the weekend <laughs> yeah it's just there's time for more work <laughs> three the week has yeah. started <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> so Chantel, i think the first time i saw you like as a you know someone that was on web3 because i saw that you had a society of derivative apes yeah. nft was that custom for you so it is okay so there they did like two different custom ones for me but i actually do have like three sodas oh wow yeah <laughs> i love them they look sweet yeah i'm in, i'm in it deep like i it i think it's like officially my favorite community really yeah yeah for sure, for sure. that's good to hear because i have one of them too yeah and, so and i also have one dope. <laughs> so it seemed to have attracted a lot of artists and musicians so it's like obviously like the perfect home for me Right. Yeah, like makes Cats sense. and Commander, God Cloud, like all the all the different artists. I see Commander all the time, like yeah. when I join a space. Or even like Scott Fu. <laughs> He's a dope producer. So yeah. I guess if I might ask, like, what got you into NFTs? Like, how did this all come about? Oh you? man, how I got into NFTs? It was interesting because I kind of feel like all artists should not, you know, the kind of you don't put all your eggs in one basket kind of vibe. And you never know what's going to happen with your career. So I'm just like, this is going great, but I feel like I still need a kind of like safety net. I need some type of passive income. So I got into Forex trading because a bunch of my friends were doing it. Then I met a bunch of crypto traders (laughs) through that community. And they were all like, yeah, fiat is cool or whatever, but it's out of here. Like, trust me, you want to get into crypto. (laughs) So I was like, okay, <laughs> another thing to learn, damn. So I started learning about crypto. And then through the crypto community, they started telling me, okay, you're an artist. You need to start thinking about NFTs. So I was like, NF what? You mean those like mm-hmm. board eight things are like <laughs> <laughs> And I, I was still at that. I was still like most people, like I didn't get it. And I was just like, why are people paying thousands of dollars for a rock? like a digital, you know, like it was just really Mm -hmm. confusing to me. Um, But then I was like, the only way I'm going to learn this is to dive in. So I did that and I started going on Twitter spaces and I started like going out of my way to like look at stuff. I I was like watching the Bitcoin Express on YouTube and just like, just trying to dive right in. Then I started to get it and I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. But then I still didn't know how I would do it with music, right? Because it was mostly like like visual art kind of thing. And I knew some of like some people who are into like fine art and whatnot, they were doing, you know, like these really exclusive one of ones. So I had to think about like, how would I do this? You know, like this seems really cool. And I am kind of over like the foolishness that is the music industry and these label deals. And I just was like, this could be a good way to not only cut out the middleman, but also really do something with people who support me that 
they can actually benefit from like not just the artist taking taking like buy my music come to my concert you know just like something right. collectible something you can have and cherish and and even make money from later down the road mm-hmm. so i still didn't know how i was going to do it and then i saw kings of leon do a whole album as an nft and then i was like oh, it's a thing <laughs> you know like maybe this is mm-hmm. something i could do but i still was like i need to test the waters a bit i need to kind of feel out my current fan base if they understand it and if this would go over their heads or what so i decided to kind of start small and i just felt like especially i hadn't released a lot of music for a while i was like you know what maybe i didn't even know about the concept of utility yet like that that was a thing mm-hmm. i was just trying to get creative like how could i package something that like a chantal super fan would really want because I couldn't figure out how I would convince someone to spend money on the Ethereum blockchain for a song. So I was like, I either need to come up with like the coolest visuals ever, like a whole experience, or I need to do more. So I thought about it and I included some what we now call utility. So people who hold the NFT would get exclusive merch. They would get um, an actual vinyl copy of the single. They would get custom artwork. Because the artwork for my project, it was a song called House Party. And I mm-hmm. actually had an artist do like an illustration of myself, the producer and the other songwriter. And it's like an all, all female team. So we're just like sitting on a couch like at a house party and it's all illustrated. So then the holder would also get a copy of the same cover art, but then they get illustrated into the cover art with us. yeah and then still not done the top bidder because i didn't do it like this is the price of my nft i really wanted to feel Mm -hmm. out like what do people think i'm worth you know like what would a fan be willing to invest like how much do they believe in me um so i did it as an auction there were 11 pieces and the top bidder um also got flown out to barbados to be to like cameo in the music video and it turned out to be like a whole, it was so fun. Like I already fulfilled the whole thing and it was just such a cool experience to actually be that closely engaged with your fans. Like we had like a telegram, so I would get in there and actually directly talk to everyone and engage with them. Oh, this was like before I even knew about Discord. <laughs> so it was like crazy. telegram. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like how the ball got rolling for me. Just literally... I landed in the right place because I already was looking for something that, you know, made more sense (laughs) for an artist. Like, yeah, I was tired of giving 80% 80 of my money to Universal. And that's insane. Yeah, it's a lot. I I heard it was bad. Yeah, and I was tired of like, you know, Universal Music Publishing, like taking 20% of every single thing that I release, even though... They didn't create it. They aren't. They didn't do anything to get it pitched or or placed, because um, pretty much all of my placements, except maybe one, is like me, like my personal network, like me making it happen. So it was just yeah, a lot of frustrations, and I was trying to find a way out and try to find a cool experience for you know the people who like really love me like that. And so yeah, it was really fun. Um, and then I 
then I was addicted. <laughs> uh, and then I went all the way down the rabbit hole. I was going on, like I said, I was going on spaces all the time. It actually brought me back to Twitter because I'm not joking. Before NFTs, I don't think I tweeted for maybe like a real tweet for like two years. Yeah, it was this that, weird yeah. thing where I had my Twitter just be like, my instagram feed or whatever you know like i was like mm. whatever <laughs> but now i'm like so active on twitter again just because of it, nfts and now i work on part of the team you know from mark cubans at nft as well i know i'm like collaborating with all these different projects in different ways and it's nuts i can't believe how deep <laughs> how deep i am and it's like in web3 time moves at like warp speed you know, like mm -hmm. two yeah. weeks is like two years. It's nuts. Yeah, for real. The, yeah. the FOMO there is, is yeah. heavy. Yeah. So yeah. now over like 100 NFTs later in my wallet. <laughs> Here we are. Oh, my God. When I tell you That's like crazy. I'm in deep. Yeah. So not only. I mean, you're on our podcast. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're in deep. Yeah. So not yeah. only am I a creator, but like I've become quite the avid collector as well. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, you talked about earlier about how, you know, you didn't see it at first with, like, the NFT projects and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Why would somebody pay all this money for, you know, this picture? Yeah. And I think that's something that, like, when I talk to my friends about, they don't really understand it yeah. either. What, like, what kind of, like, helped you, like, you know, justify going through, you know, stuff like that? Just for, like, the audience. Because <laughs> I think, like, I don't do it justice when I talk about yeah, it. Yeah. That's I, a great question. Yeah. Honestly, I think everyone goes through it. Like they don't get it in the beginning. They're like, I don't understand this. And they do kind of think about the punks and the apes. And then I kind of have to explain to them, like, cause a lot of my friends were into like Pokemon or they used to collect, you know, like NBA cards and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I started explaining it like that. Like, like NFTs are really just a token. It just verifies ownership. And it's basically the same thing as like a certificate of authenticity. So um, then this certificate can represent anything, you know? So I'm like, if you're a collector, you know, there will be cards that will be more rare than others, um, you know, and there'll be a limited supply. So I'm like, some collections are kind of like that, you know, that's kind of like where I start to make it make more sense for them. And then they're like, okay, I get it. Then I explain you know, it can represent anything and it just verifies that you are the owner and all the transactions are public. So there's no, you can't cheat the system. It's non-fungible. You can't change it. You can't make it be something else. So then I would explain to them, like, this is really important for ownership on many levels. So like libraries have started using NFTs as memberships, you know, and obviously there's so many different membership type, you know, club type, including the Bored Apes, like, you own this token, this means you're a verified member of our club and whatever this club gives, you have access to it. And then they start mm. getting it like, oh, so it can be like a membership. And then I have to go, yeah, but that's not all. <laughs> it can <laughs> right. represent whatever you want. Like some people are using NFTs as leases. You know, some people are using it for like fractional ownership of properties in real life. And also in the metaverse, um, things like that. So right. I think, you know, once you start them off, like it's usually easy for me to like get people to get it. When I start off with like the trading cards or I say like I compare it to like NBA Top Shot or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. Then they get it. And then they go, but I don't understand. It's still a JPEG. Like, can I not right-click save? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> right-click save all you want. You have the image, but you're not the owner. So I'm like, mm-hmm. almost everyone ha- probably has like an image of the Mona Lisa or something, whether it's on a button, a little you know, piece of like a printout or something, <laughs> like whether it's right. a, cool, a wallpaper or something. But I'm like, does that mean that you own the Mona Lisa? Does that mean that you have the rights to sell this thing that you have or whatever the case may be? No, I'm like, there you go. And that's what an NFT is. Like, it means like, yeah, like for people who it's important for them to have the original or something rare, they need to be able to verify that they really genuinely own it. Then they're like, okay. okay. And then I'm like, then there's more. You can resell these things <laughs> and get money. So PFP projects, people will buy multiple of them so they can flip them. And maybe they'll keep the rarest one or something, you know, because because they actually care about being a member of this particular community or club or whatever, you know. And mm-hmm. some people just want clout. Like, I have the most expensive ape ever or whatever, you know, so... Hmm. Wow, that, that was beautifully <laughs> said. Thank you. Yeah, people are starting to get it, but... It, for most people, it's a bit confusing. Then I use like for younger people now, because when I talk to older people about Roblox and <laughs> Fortnite, they're like, "Huh?" <laughs> so like yeah. for younger people, I use that as an example. I'm like, "Well, you play these games, right? Technically, you already you already use NFTs. Like it, you you already like participate in this thing. Like you have these um, skins and these collectibles and whatever from the game." Um, but the only reason why we don't call them NFTs is because it's not on the blockchain, you know? Um, but it's essentially the same concept. So I'm like, yeah, think about the metaverse. When you go there, you're going to want to flex <laughs> or at least yeah. show your personality or something. And so basically the NFTs will be that same type of thing. Like it'll be wearables, it'll be skins, it'll be something your art that you're going to put up on your wall in your little meta crib or whatever you know all of these are going to be nfts and then they're like oh i get it but it's just that okay it's done on the blockchain so okay got it (laughs) you know and then yeah right and i'm like and then some of those like even yield like greater rewards than that like you can be up up for grabs for drop boxes yeah. and drops and stuff like exactly. that and just adds way more to the community yeah yeah so sweet. that's when it starts getting exciting for people when you tell them about utility and they're like so wait i can make wait what's wait passive income like just for holding two of these things i can stake them and just get money oh i like that <laughs> or you're like yeah mm-hmm. if you hold one of these you can get into these parties for free or concerts for free or you can get things airdropped to you just because you know so that's free nba tickets yeah exactly yes so i think that's when it starts to get exciting for people when they're like okay yeah you get it now yeah (laughs) they see the benefits of of like getting into nfts and whatnot even if it's like not crypto because our show typically like what we talk about is stocks and then like crypto yeah uh you know the currency or like the asset Mm -hmm. itself so it's nice to have someone on that's, you know, really immersed within like what these cryptos do, especially one of our favorites, which is Solana. Oh, we yeah. love oh, Solana. That's our big one. Yeah. What makes you like it more than, let's say, Ethereum? Because there's too much friction for entry. 
with Ethereum. It's like the barrier of entry is so it's it's almost like to even play around with Ethereum, like you have to be rich already. You know, it's almost yeah. like an elite a mm. very elite <laughs> blockchain. Um and I feel like it blocks the average guy from participating, you know? Like mm-hmm. Imagine me wanting to like put out a cool project to my fans and then I'm like, yeah, it's it's just fifty dollars for one and you get all this cool stuff and then they have to pay two hundred dollars in gas. Like, yeah, you know, like, oh my gosh. That, That's outrageous. That doesn't make sense. And also Solana is way faster and way cleaner. So <laughs> like transactions like instant when someone is like, Hey, I just sent you an NFT, like literally like a split second, it's already in your wallet. You have like legit 50 panic attacks in one transaction on ethereum and then you're like shit did i set my gas high enough if the transaction fails there goes my gas and i still didn't get the nft it's just too crazy like you have to have like a strong (laughs) you gotta be strong to play play on ethereum and so i've like got gotten screwed over so many times like especially with the big drops because mm. you have the whales coming in and they're trying to get like 20 at one time and they're paying whatever gas they don't give a shit and then you're like oh, yeah. and then you're like oh, well i'm not willing to set my gas at more than 100 but it's not going to be enough to compete because the blockchain is going to prioritize the higher gas you know the people paying more gas so yeah like by the time your transaction's ready to go through like sold out didn't get it you know so and for and for people that don't know what gas is when you know you're buying stuff on the nft market you know you have to submit a fee which goes by gas and that's how like the connection and the transfer actually happens but what we're talking about here is when things are being minted and dropped for like a start of a collection you might be trying to get into that and your gas might be completely thrown away if you don't actually mint it because you're just paying to like have a transaction be done. And so we're talking about the advantages here of using Solana because gas is much more affordable because transactions are much better on that. Yeah. So and there like isn't any gas on Solana. Yeah. It's if you compare like it to a zero, 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 whatever of a cent, which is like, yeah. <laughs> so it's unreal. I, I love when I can make a transaction on Solana and all I see leave my wallet is the amount that the thing costs. You know, I don't right. want to see like no extra charges. Like everyone hates fees. <laughs> oh, Nobody yeah. yeah. Fees. And so I just feel like it seems like 2022 is be is becoming like the mu- the era of the music NFT. I yeah. Agree. And if I you agree. notice, not many artists, I mean, the really big artists that are doing the PFP cash grabs, they're just going to drop them on Ethereum because they know like the clout chasers and the kind of like rich kids that just you know want to flip them fast mm-hmm. and make more millions are gonna like eat them up but i notice a lot of artists are kind of like going towards i've seen people even even though i've seen more like video games and wearables and stuff drop on polygon i'm seeing a lot of a lot of artists going to polygon as well solana wax you know on the Oh, yeah, because yeah, it, it doesn't make sense, man. Like consumption of music is very cheap. It's never been an expensive thing, no. you know, and I guess there's a difference between consuming music and actually having like a collectible by someone that you uh, adore or, you know, like you're a really big fan. 
So yeah, I mean, right. I suppose it's cool if you're doing some super rare, like really limited drop, um, and you want to make it like a truly a collector's thing, then sure. Maybe you can do it on Ethereum and someone like maybe if you're a big enough artist or famous enough, someone will be willing to do right. that. But I feel like for the average artist um, and especially like emerging or new artists that feel like I rather play around in Web3 than Web2 because you don't you, you don't like the fact that Spotify is taking a giant chunk out of like your thing. You know, it's taking mm -hmm. like thousands <laughs> thousands of streams just to make like 50 bucks and most artists may not be able to generate those numbers you know so it's kind of like not really a fair game for them so like if an artist can come into web3 and build up even like a small but like group of supporters or people who genuinely really love you like a hundred between like a hundred to a thousand people you can actually have like a really substantial and sustainable career without having to have like three other jobs you can live off of your music only and, mm -hmm. and, you know, do pretty well in life just by having a core fan base who's willing to, like, every time you drop something on Solana, you know, they're going to just grab that for 50 bucks. And you get a thousand people right. grabbing something for 50 bucks. You do the math. Like, that's a good chunk of money that you can do a lot with, you know? So, yeah, I mean, like, we talk about Nipsey Hussle a lot because he, it's almost like he laid the blueprint before before like nfts was a thing because he was the one who started right. preaching about artists um being more independent and getting out of the the late the label system and he was the one who was like mm -hmm. so i'm gonna do a limited drop it's only gonna be a thousand and each one's gonna be a hundred dollars and everyone was like dude are you crazy like we pay 9.99 for albums like who's gonna buy that for a hundred dollars and he's like watch you know, and the, and literally just anyone who genuinely supports him or felt like this is my opportunity to have a really rare collectible from like a really, really prominent artist, you know, they grabbed at it like a hundred dollars. People pay more than that to go to a concert. So if, if yeah. there's something really exclusive, there's only a thousand in the whole world. And I love this artist that much. Like, of course, I'm going to want it and I'm going to pay a hundred dollars for it. Like if Beyonce... Like, dude, if Beyonce puts out some something for two thousand dollars, like it's not, it's gonna sell out instantly. Like, imagine Beyonce's oh, like, yeah. it's only ten, and ten, and there's and it's two grand. Like, there's gonna be collectors that are gonna eat that up. Everyone. They're gonna pay. The there's gonna be people that aren't even in the space. That yeah, exactly. Just to be like, whoa, wait, what? Beyonce is doing something, and there's only ten, and I can have one. You know, it's out of here. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think. What was it like opening up for her? Oh my god. <laughs> Still, still like still can't believe it because i just i i was born and raised in barbados like i didn't grow up in the u.s i had no links and connections in the music industry over there i still have no idea how this happened but to actually go from being a fan you know since the the days of destiny's child like you're sitting watching mtv and bet like <sighs> and then fast forward you know my team is getting a call like we we would like Chantel to come and support Beyonce on tour like be the act that goes on right before her and I'm like what wow. 
sometimes <laughs> I still, I'm like, I still can't believe this happened, you know, because I never take anything for granted and I never expect that just because, you know, I got signed and my singles did well that all, like anything like that would happen, you know, to like <laughs> share yeah. a stage with Beyonce and literally see her perform night after night after night after night. I was like, wow, she really is the queen. <laughs> <laughs> like I was a fan wow. before the tour. And then after the tour, I was like a super fan. Like she deserves every bit of success that she has. Cause the amount of work that she puts in, man, she runs the, she runs like some artists don't even do their own sound checks and rehearsals. You know, they have stand-ins and then they just show up, but like she'll run the whole show like twice in a day. Like, run rehearsal oh and run sound check and then still do a two hour show like the same night while wow. also getting up early in the morning to go do like press and stuff so i'm like you know what there's a reason why she's the queen man like the work she puts in that work you know like it's mm -hmm. yeah so to be able to observe that i really learned a lot too you know just what it takes to be an artist on that level and then it was cool because she was cool and her whole family was cool it wasn't one of those tours where they separate the supporting acts from the main artist like they were like no everyone eats together in the same dining hall and yeah it was it was interesting like even beyonce's mother made a birthday cake for my dj because <laughs> his birthday fell on a day during the tour and I was just like, okay, this family is really cool, man. Like we get, we, we were like legit just hanging out with Jay-Z and Solange at the after parties and stuff. And they didn't say, oh, you can't be in our booth. You got to be over here. Like everyone was welcome, you know, and that was really cool. So you were hanging out with Jay-Z and Beyonce? Yep. That, that's nuts. Maybe I'll NFT those moments. What a time. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like that might be a thing too now that we just brought that up. Like some artists, just the same with the sports, people are doing it with like highlights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's probably going to be a thing with music. Like catching a moment yeah. in time with you guys. Wow. That yeah, would be a I great that, idea. Would that be photography? Yeah, probably. Like, likely. Or like short clips of a performance. Short clips. Yeah. I feel like that's probably going to be a thing. I could see that like photography and yeah. you know like clips what you were just saying i could see that coming after yep. this mu I, music wave because yeah. i think music is definitely going to be the dominant thing for sure with 2022 i think it's what's going to really open up the nft market like cause like mass adoption like because mm -hmm. music is such a already like a huge consumer project product it's like there's mad people who listen to music all day, every day. It's like a thing for everybody. So once oh, you yeah. figure out the music thing, everyone's just going to flood in, you know? So I feel like music is going to be really important for like mass adoption of like crypto and NFTs. Cause now you're going to like how I had to spend a, a significant amount of time actually like trying to onboard and, and educate, you know, my current fan base. Cause I'm like, if they don't get it, it doesn't matter if I put it out, like who's going to collect it? Like right. I need them to be on board, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I had to go, I actually started at first by sharing content about NFTs. And then I was like, I, it needs to come from me. Like I need to explain it to them. 
So then I started actually making content where I was like breaking it down and explaining it to them and trying to explain like why it's important for fans to support artists in this way, as opposed to the, you know, the typical web two way where you kind of think that you're supporting your favorite artist, but you're really more supporting a giant multi-billion dollar conglomerate. And then I feel, and I, Mm -hmm. and the more I try to explain it to them, the more they get it, like they actually start getting pissed, like, hold up. So when I think that I bought your album, like the money is not going to you. And I'm like, no, dude, (laughs) no. And they're like, what? (laughs) I don't like that. You know, I think the more that fans realize where their money is going when they spend it on you, the more they're going to be more likely to want to support you in a different way. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like there definitely has to be a level of talent for every, you know, artist that makes it. But at a certain point, uh, these conglomerates will push artists that, you know, make them money. And so an, an artist that could be more talented or, you know, just better for that moment in time, you know what I mean? Yep. I feel like this will really empower that as well. Yep, for sure, man. Like for, there's some artists that are doing really, really well right now in Web3 and hardly anyone knows knows who they are IRL, but... I can guarantee you that they're making tons more money than their peers that are in the current Web2 ecosystem and that are assigned to labels, even if they're famous. Like, even the ones that you think are, like, balling and whatever, trust me, like, all of that, most of that is a facade for the majority, you know? So... Like Ja Rule. Yeah, yeah, dude. I Like, so many, it just... Because artists are really getting screwed, and we see it time and time again. It happened to Prince. It happened to TLC. It happened to um, I'm trying to think of someone like more recent Taylor Swift. She, you know, when she was oh, like yeah. battling the DSPs and the labels, it happened to like yeah. This is not. No one is safe from this. You know what I mean? And when artists start realizing what's happening, they get really, really upset and really, really depressed. You know. Okay. So I feel like. I think they're going to start really flooding over here when they find out that their friends who did go into Web3 are legit making more money than them. And yeah. even though they feel like, but no one even knows you. How the, how are you doing this? Like, what the hell? And then they're able to say, well, because I have, I've built a community around me and these people really love me. And they're not like fake fans. They're not like just the fickle fans who just like whatever is hot right now or just follow right. people because they already have a million followers. Like, they don't care about that stuff they generally just like me <laughs> you know and they still right. want to feel like they're supporting me and not a, a corporation so yeah i think once other artists even the ones that are signed i think another thing you'll start seeing is that labels because they grab everything so now they have 360 deals where they literally take before a, a recording deal just looked like okay we're gonna pump some money into you and then we're going to recoup and we're going to take a certain percentage of sales. Now they take right. also touring, merch, <laughs> uh, oh basically your likeness. So if you go do a film or you get in a TV series or a Netflix show or something, whatever you make, they're going to take a percentage of that. Like literally everything that you do, they take some. And that's really not cool or really not fair because they invested in your music career. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't like the fact that even after they recoup, they still keep taking the lion's share. Like, I I feel like I get it. Like, take the lion's share until the artist recoups. 
Once they reboot right. it, the deal should revert back to something more fair. Like even if it's a 50, 50 split of earnings, but sheesh, like mm-hmm. man, like it, it, a lot of artists are at the top of the charts and they're still at home in the basement, dude. You know, that crib right. that you see in the video is just rented for the purpose of the video. It's not where they live or anything. Half the experiences on Instagram that you see, I'm on a yacht or whatever. It's really nothing for a group of friends to like throw in a hundred bucks each and like rent a yacht for a couple hours, you know, like, so there's ways to kind of like sell this lifestyle. But for a lot of artists, it's not really real. Actually more so the hip hop artists are able to do that because a lot of them get money in other ways. And like a lot of them had money already before they were famous, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, they were like already hood rich. So they <laughs> they can they can flex for real, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of artists really. It even happened to Lady Gaga. Remember, she was like, "I'm still in the same house that I grew up in, New York, with my parents." And everyone, was I didn't like, know that. And she's like, "Yeah, because I got no money. Because I spend all of it being Lady Gaga, and the label doesn't give me a budget. <laughs> and now oh I'm goodness. like spending more than I'm making because I make such a little bit from my cut from the label that I can't keep up. And so I fell for bankruptcy, and all of this happened. So that's so sad. I, I'm just yeah. wondering with all that, like, why aren't people, like artists especially, flocking over to like Web three and like." <laughs> I mean, you talked about it. Is it just the labels? They have such a grab on all these people that they just can't get away. Yeah, a lot of the, that's the other bad thing about the deals too. Like they're trapped, they're stuck. And some of them haven't recouped. Maybe their album didn't, the first one didn't recoup. So then the label's like, well, we're not putting any more money into you, but we're also not letting you go because you owe us five albums. And then you're like, but bro, if you're not going to, how do I get the other four albums out? Yeah. Get out of there. <laughs> like, I'm not getting any more budget. And then also because you're locked into this deal, you don't have the freedom to say, okay, fine, I'm going to try it on my own. Fine, I'm going to just see if I could throw some stuff up on Spotify or SoundCloud or you mm-hmm. just do some some stuff on YouTube and <laughs> figure it out. Legally, you can't do anything. They'll like, right. every time you try to do something, the people will get a cease and desist and then you have a case and they're like trying to sue you and it's really like oh bad. God. And so they're that sounds so, horrible. Yeah. So I call them like slavery deals because any deal that makes money off like your back while you do all the hard work mm-hmm. is like slavery. You know what I mean? It's like you slave, mm-hmm. you do all the hard right. work and then they get make money off of the hard work that you're doing. So yeah it's not cool and i've been doing the best i can you know i can to spread the word (laughs) so that the artists that haven't already gotten tied up into deals um can know that they have this as an option which leads us to 1331 right yes it does yeah 1331 records that's your that's the project that you kind of at the head front yeah with for our listeners or anyone who doesn't understand like what's is the difference between that and then just a record label like because they both would be bolstering people like helping them get views and whatnot right yeah so essentially 1331 functions in exactly the same way that a record label functions meaning that this is what labels are supposed to do artist development they're supposed to help you get your music produced 
They're supposed to provide you with the music videos to go along with, you know, the music. And they're supposed to obviously handle the distribution and the marketing and promotion of the artists and, you know, of their albums, singles, whatever the case may be. Where we differ from these traditional labels is that our deals intentionally, we, because we're artist-centered, we we want to have a blueprint for how to treat artists better and to show that a label can be a successful business without being greedy. So we don't touch Mm -hmm. any intellectual property of the artist. We don't believe you should own a person. Like where, what, in what time are we? Like I own you. That's not cool. Right. So we don't own the artists. We don't own their intellectual property. We don't touch the, their master rights. So they, even after they come through, they have a deal with us. We, we have no rights to their master. Like we don't have control of what they do with their music. They can take it and do whatever they want, you know? And that is the kind of control that you should have. If you're the creator of something, you shouldn't, have to beg for permission to do something with something that you created. It should be yours. It shouldn't belong to someone else just because they are helping you get it to, to people's ears. You know, it, mm-hmm. that's not cool. So literally the other layer of what we do, which I'm sure labels are going to, they're probably already bu- building out departments for this. Um, but because we're basically functioning as like a pipeline, like a, like bridging the gap between web two and web three. So for artists that usually function in the web two space, we're just literally bridging the gap between them and web three. So all we do is give them all the tor- all the tools necessary to get there, all the education they need. They Most of these artists probably may never have purchased an NFT. They don't have a MetaMask. They don't have a phantom wallet. They don't even know how to participate. So that's, yeah. yeah, so we're trying to build artists and prepare them for Web3, not for Web2, right? So a lot, most artists, most labels are just focusing on the, the, the traditional way of doing things. Like we, we, we develop the artists, we put them out on DSPs and whatnot. So instead of getting an album, <laughs> you'll get an NFT collection, a thousand piece collection, right? Which then we would also take the responsibility just like a label for promoting and marketing and helping you build that community that's actually going to support you. And then you get to when, once your project is launched, it doesn't come out under 1331 because we don't own it. You own it. So it comes out under you, your name, you're the owner, you know, and you have full creative control. You also have full intellectual rights. We don't touch anything and you go on on your way. The only thing that we take is 5% of whatever the earnings of your collection are 5%, which is, yeah, yeah, which is like way better, literally just to cover the, I mean, like devs got to get paid. (laughs) We don't want to be one of those companies that expects people to do everything for free, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah, like literally just to put it back towards the next thing, the artist also gets a $20,000 backing, you know? So that $20,000 is going to cover like, everything that I that I just said and then we also don't do that thing that gatekeeping thing that labels do where they force you to work with certain people or you know that you want to work with with produce this you know producer x and then they're like no 
you're on Universal and they're signed to Atlantic, so you can't work with them. And, you know, this person might be like your friend or the person that you make the best music with and you literally legally can't even work with them. And it actually causes a lot of like friendships to break up and a lot of weirdness and fighting between artists. And that's not so sad. Yeah, it's very sad. So, yeah, that's what 1331 is doing. Like, literally to even participate, you have to have a phantom wallet because we are launching on Solana. And, mm-hmm. and, Hell yeah. and the way that we're going to find this artist is that we will be accepting 5,000 su- song submissions for free. You don't even have to pay to submit. The only thing you have to do to submit is set up a, a phantom wallet. And literally the process of going to the website and submitting your song shows you exactly how to download the Solana wallet, the Phantom wallet. Sorry. It shows you like, you know, all the security information that you're going to need. Like don't give out your seed phrase, make sure you store it. Don't lose it or you're screwed. (laughs) All that information they get. And so what it means is that by the time we get all these 5,000 submissions, we would have literally just onboarded, 5,000 people onto the Solana blockchain using the Phantom wallet. And now they're in a position to purchase their first NFT or release their first collection on the blockchain because now they're set up and ready to go. I've never even thought about it like that. Yeah, it's like, Matt, we're like onboarding like a lot of people all at once and we have a lot of submissions already. So I was kind of like, I was like talking to the team. I'm like, guys, we need to actually reach out to Solana and let them know, like, dude, like, we're literally bringing, like, a wave of 5,000 questions <laughs> over <Yeah>. here. <laughs> wow. see, you know, like, what what, what we, we could do with that. But, yeah, so it's pretty exciting. Um, we've been running spaces, like, nightly. I We had a five-hour one. I thought I was going to die of five-hour spaces on Twitter last night. And I was just like, damn. But this is the work it takes, you know. You got to keep getting the word out there and that's the best way we know how to get the word out there directly to the community is through twitter because you could sure you could go and pay for like advertising on yahoo finance or whatever but who are you reaching like you know people that are still not really here yet so Mm. that's what we're trying to do meet the artists where they're at they're at web 2 now we need to bring you over here and show you that you can actually have you know, like using web, like web three and blockchain technology, you can actually have like a sustainable career, you know, right. and we'll teach you all of that. Like we have a discord where we're connecting all the, all the different talents. So you, if you're an artist, you could just come into to our discord and be like, Hey, I'm trying to work on X, Y, Z. I'm looking for a producer and someone's probably going to pop up like, Hey, hit me up in the DMS, you know, let's talk. Yeah. And so it's, it's wow. a, a cool way we're networking everybody. Like, promoters like people who do events you know so that the artists have direct access because that's another always another problem with the current music like how it's set up artists don't really get to know what's going on there's always like a team of people like between them and like for example personally in my opinion i've had situations where i found like like this artist either doesn't like me or I'm like, I have beef with you. Why? And then, the, and then they're like, well, you didn't want to collaborate with me. And I'm like, bro, like, I didn't even know you sent me something. <laughs> like, dude, like, like, I didn't even know, like you tried to, to like do something with me, you know? So I feel like artists being able to have direct interaction with the people that they're going to be working with is something that I would like to see 
um, moving forward because it cuts out all that. And then, yeah, if you're not caught up in a, in a traditional label deal and you're just messing around, playing around in Web3, you can, you can totally do stuff like run a space on Twitter or hop in a Discord and be like, yo, want to collab? And just freely do it without like having to ask your manager and then their manager has to call the other person's manager. And then you have to like <laughs> ask the label for permission. And then someone has to pay like a fee, you know, for, Oh my God, it's too much. <laughs> you know, this, me, this really is like power to the people. Yeah. Oh, and I, all I of that blocks it. creativity. So it is power to the people and power to the artists. And that's why we mm. want to like, we know the labels are coming over here. So we're just like, look, we want to make the culture, we want to like change the culture and make it so loud, like make so many artists in Web3 like know what the options, like they have options like this, so that when the big labels do come and wiggle their, their way in and start trying to offer stupid deals to Web3 artists, they'll get shut down immediately like get out of here, you know? Like, we, <laughs> yeah. Are you insane? Like, hell no, I would never sign that. You know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's what we want to do. Lay out the blueprint because we know, like, we're like, we, there's no way that we could compete with Universal. You know? But we're not trying to yeah. do what they're trying to do. We're not trying to make the world's next biggest artist that's going to be, like, number one in the world and whatever because we're trying to get away from that. We're trying to be the home for artists. Like, some artists are like, dude, I just love playing in coffee shops and like I just mm -hmm. hope that someone likes my music enough to want to pay to see me perform and like if I drop a single like support it you know like like honestly all artists don't really want that and so this is like kind of like an outlet for maybe just an, an artist who's happy being underground but it would be still nice to actually make some money you know, because you're an underground artist, you don't have this fan base of millions. Like, how are you going to make money from Spotify? How? Like, you're yeah. never going to make enough streams to make that make sense for you. You know, so mm -hmm. you would have to be still really good at building a community so that at least, and usually that would mean a local community because it would be people who live where you're at, right? Who are going to come and see you perform maybe like weekly or you know however often you do your shows or whatever um but yeah there's not really any room for them to make money like that so so most artists who are like that they also have some other job and guess what that's a problem because it means now mm -hmm. you're busy you don't even have the time yeah, to put yeah. into your art and craft so we want artists to be able to use this this blockchain tech to actually be able to have a full-time career with with what they're passionate about you know like you can pay the bills even though you just got like 500 people who mess with you real right it's enough to keep you know keep you going and and have some leftover to put back into yourself so that you can keep giving them more music and to me this makes so much more sense as a fair business model than what's currently happening and so at least if we could set the example first labels mm. will start coming in and saying okay I see that we're not going to get any traction over here unless we do more fair deals like like what 1331 is doing, you know? That's why we're here. We're the early guys. <laughs> and we're just bootstrapped. The earliest. Yeah, trying to, like, liberate the artists, man. Because it's not... I, I just see, especially for artists who don't... Maybe because every artist is not like me. Every artist doesn't write or create their own music, too. Some people need help with that. They need someone to, like, create the music for them or... 
help them write or something. And what it means is that those artists don't get publishing. Like if someone else is writing your song, you would have to be Beyonce or Rihanna or some like really big artists can, they literally can just tell the writer, well, I'm taking, even though I didn't write it, I'm going to take 50% of your publishing because guess what? You don't get a me song unless I sing it. And so, because they want passive income as well. Like you think Beyonce is not just going to be like, oh, I got to perform to make money all the time. She wants to go to bed and make money in her sleep too. You know, so she's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to need a nice chunk of that publishing to sing this song. Uh, So, you know, it kind of puts songwriters in a shitty place too. Because now they're like, damn, I have a Beyonce song. But you just took a whole giant chunk of the publishing and then I still have to pay the publisher 20% of what's left. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Like, there's nothing left for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're just trying to, like, make the math math a little better right. for the artists, yeah. you know? So for artists that may not be creating their own music, then, yeah, you're going to really need to, to, like, utilize Web3 um, because your publishing doesn't matter as much, you know? You're, you're like selling a collectible or a product that that your fans can interact with um that is going to make you some money that goes directly to you and no no third parties no middlemen you know so if you're a fan mm-hmm. it's kind of borderline uh, like i like to use this example like borderline like a only fans or patreon type model yeah. but just using mm-hmm. blockchain instead you know like people can choose what they want to how they want to support you how much they're able to um and some people will be able to support you in a giant way and some people can only give you like five dollars but it all helps you know yeah and it goes Anything directly to you nobody's touching it so, mm-hmm. yeah i'm trying to preach this thing man to 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 save as many artists lives as i can you're getting the word out there really well. <laughs> and I, like, I'm not an artist or anything, but I really appreciate that you're doing this because I know a bunch of my buddies that would really appreciate it that do yeah. music and stuff like that. And they, I, I just can't wait for them to hear this episode so they can be a part <laughs> of something like this in the future too. Yeah, artists are getting screwed left, right, and center, man. And and this is why, why Web3 is working out well even for visual artists because auction houses and galleries do the same thing to them. You know, they'll mm-hmm. take like a giant chunk of the painting or the artwork once it gets sold. And then the artist is like, damn. And then there's like fees and whatever that, that, that you have to pay. Right. So someone might might pay a million dollars for your piece, but you're not taking a million dollars home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's like, damn, that sucks. So they figured out like, well, if I just put it up on foundation myself, <laughs> you know, right. there's going to be a fine art collector who like totally wants it. And. And they can have the option to say, like, look, just buy the NFT. The NFT is not the art. The NFT is just verifying that you own the art and I'll ship you the piece, like, for real. And you actually yeah. have the art, mm-hmm. you know? Same thing, um, just using blockchain for the transaction instead of going through some third party that's going to rinse you out. <laughs> yeah, the third party sucks. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's just much more empowering for the artist. But I always warn if you like being a lazy artist, sign with a label. Don't do this web thing. Don't because you're not gonna make it <laughs> unless you like go hard. You have to be cool with like putting yourself out there a lot and like being accessible, which is totally the opposite model 
of Web2 is like the artist is up here and the people are there and you can't access mm-hmm. them and a ton of money just gets pumped into promoting them and convincing you that you want to be them, right? Or you want to be their friend or you want to marry them <laughs> or whatever the case is. But in Web3, you're going to have to put in that work to build that community around you. And you're going to have to have a personal, like actual engagement with your community, like regularly and consistently. So whether that means you have to set up a Discord where you jump in there, maybe even if it's only once a week, like, you know, you do a little AMA or something, just let anybody come up and talk to you or just like actually reply to people, you know, keep them engaged. It's you got to do that. You're going to have to put in a lot of work. At this stage, because we, we have no idea right. how, how things will evolve. But like, if you're trying to get into Web3 now, like, yeah, you can't be lazy. If you want to be chilling, then you the sacrifice you make for chilling and having everyone do everything for you all the time and whatever is, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Freedom. One or the other. Freedom, but work hard. <laughs> Or right. and be broke <laughs> and and be like fake lit you know well that's how it should be though you know if you work hard and go out there and make it exactly like, we got you so I the mean, artists I mean. who work the hardest in web3 are the ones that will do the best they'll succeed the most mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. right on yeah the more artists the more artists that can change because because web2 it is a mentality right it's we're programmed so it's also very difficult for artists to like unprogram and like unlearn and relearn a new way. Uh, and so, yeah, some of Web2 artists are going to be coming into Web3 like, what? I got to, they're accustomed being like really exclusive, you know, like I have to talk to people all the time. Like, shit, like, no, like right. beyond spaces, like I, I have to like do virtual performances, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like they don't, they may not want to do all of that and you have to kind of like reset their minds so they understand like don't look at it as work like look at it as like just having fun with people who actually love you like wouldn't you want that as a life then like breaking your back for people to fake love you for like a corporation to take the majority of your earnings if you you know you kind of have to like reset your mind and then it doesn't and then you're like yeah (laughs) the other way does sound kind of dumb and I don't want to be dumb. Right. <laughs> so let me do it this other way instead, you know. You see that, like, with almost every industry now. Like, uh, before, if you were a famous stand-up comedian, for example, you would really want to get on Conan mm-hmm. or something, uh, or, you know, late-night show. But now it's like, if you get on Joe Rogan, which is, a pod, you know, just a podcast, it's like, exactly. that's... Because people want to know who you are. Exactly. They don't want to just see what they're painting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's in, that's a, a, like the ethos of Web3. Like we always preach, don't sell, don't try to sell the product. Like just sell yourself. Just like, keep showing up literally because the space is so small right now. It's like one small neighborhood. Like, you know, like we know each other because of Twitter, you know, and like, yeah. we're being a part like in the same community, like by being in the same NFT projects and it's a very it's like a small town at this point so i kind of feel like the best way is is for you to just introduce yourself to the community and like let people get to know you and then they'll start asking like hey man like we see you around here all the time what like what are you into man what's and then you get to be like well i actually make music man and then they're like <laughs> and they're going to your yeah. and like let me check you out 
yo, he's dope. And then they're telling other people and then it kind of grows from there, you know? And next thing you know, mm. someone's like, would you come into the space and play some guitar and sing for us? Yeah. And the space yeah. might have like a hundred people in it. That's a lot more mileage than just paying, you know, paying Spotify like hundreds of dollars to hope that you get playlisted, to hope that 1,000 people like even know your music is out. And then right. even if the 1,000 people listen, you're still not even getting any money. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, sure. yeah. To me, I would rather put, like, like make the investment be me than, like, money. You know? Uh, like, right. people are, people, if you think of who your favorite celebrity is, it's not because you think that they're the best actor of all of the actors or they're it's something that like you learn some cool stuff about them personally, or you like the way that they interact or how they talk or even something silly, like the way they laugh or that they're funny, you know, or that they're really right. kind. Like mm. you see them doing kind things and you're like, I love this guy and I'm going to support everything he does, you know, or whatever, right. you know, that goes uh, a much longer way. And I always say in Web3, like your network is your net worth. It's early, so it might change later down, but right now, it really is like who your network is, like who knows you, who knows about you, who's telling other people about you, which is kind of mm -hmm. a thing in Web 2.2, too, you know, in the normal the normal world. Mm -hmm. kind you kind of hear is like, is who you know, but the fact is, this is how, this is just how our brains work, and it's it's mm -hmm. kind of the same way in web3 you know if people know you and they know about you and they like you they're much more likely to support you and tell other people about you you know so yeah yeah 100 you probably heard uh the breakfast club oh yeah yeah <laughs> so you know uh soldier boy yeah so right. charlamagne was saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love soldier boy he's the goat he is yeah and that's what they were saying like a lot of people don't realize but when it came to like Web 2, mm -hmm. he was kind of like that innovator yep. in terms of like, you know, stream, like streaming and getting his stuff out there. What was the big thing he did that like? Well, he taught. He was basically like the first, like the first artist to like blow up on YouTube like that. He, right. he utilized YouTube to get popular, but not only YouTube, but also remember they had like LimeWire and like, what was it called? Like Kazaa and whatever, like all these weird <laughs> file sharing platforms. And he was mm -hmm. really smart because he would be like, no one knows who I am. If I throw this up on there, they're not going to download Soja Boy. And he would, <laughs> he's like the ultimate troll. So he would yeah. name the file like 50 cent in the club <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then people would download like 50 cent in the club. I hear, yo! <laughs> <laughs> and then be like, well, I like this. <laughs> yeah. Right. I got trolled, but I'm glad I did. Like, this is hard. And then, and then, yeah, he was the first person to utilize, like, you know, to drop a, like a music video like that on YouTube. And then it started going crazy. And then he was, I guess, also one of the earlier people that was able to monetize his YouTube. And because he was getting so many streams, like, he was making, like, bank, like, oh, yeah. really fast. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he was he was the person who really took advantage of like video streaming and also um he was like one of the heavy like SoundCloud artists, you know, just like put your music out for free and just let people experience it. Like build up a grassroots following. 
So he was also okay. doing the same thing that happens in Web3, you know? And then I think he really sparked it in artists' minds, like, about being more independent. And he did end up signing deals, I, I'm sure, because they they probably were giving him, like, a giant bag in advance. But then yeah. as he went through the labels as well, he learned, like, I don't like this. This is not it. And then he goes back independent again. <laughs> like, you know, he was signed to Interscope. Yeah. He hated it. Uh, he didn't have the, the creative control he usually had. He didn't want to be told what to do. And now we have mm. NBA Young Boy, the number one freaking streaming artist on the planet. And you've never heard right. one of his songs on the radio, ever. Because they can't play <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's dominated YouTube, like, globally. You know, he's the biggest artist on that platform, like, by miles. That's crazy. And he makes a mm -hmm. bank just from YouTube. You know, so yeah, those guys they they paved the way for us, man. And then and then like we already mentioned, Nipsey Hussle. You know, I'm sure he was like looking at Soldier Boy, like this kid is smart. I'm gonna, I'm gonna right. do it his way instead. You know, so yeah. That's what made me think of him when you said Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, yeah. Like rest in peace, man. I like that still mm. upsets me so much. But yeah, yeah, he he's a legend. He'll always be. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Roy, do you uh, have any more questions you want to ask? Um, no, I am actually just so thrilled <laughs> that you are on here today. Yeah, you. I really think that like my mind has been really opened up because I mean, as like a fan, I I love music, mm -hmm. and I really just never knew what people had to go through, and I just think this episode has been amazing yeah. to just get a feel for that, and also put like it was perfect the way it went because like we also now understand why. Web3 is such a valuable asset. Mm -hmm. So just thank you so much for being on here. You <laughs> I did an amazing job explaining. Thank you for having and I, I feel like I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we talked about a lot of things, but it's all, you see the same reaction that you had. Like you're like, man, like, so my favorite artist is dealing with this, man. So really the only artists who benefit from maybe like record deals are the ones who, get so big that they also have like giant endorsements and they you know and they right. tour all the time and like you know they, they they can sell like tons of merch you know what i mean mm -hmm. and and let's face it like 99.9 percent .9 of the artists that are signed they're not gonna get that big you know they, they there's not really room for like everyone to be number one you know so right. mm -hmm. yeah so web3 is for artists who who kind of want to do it a slightly different way like who may not be interested in all that like they may not even be interested in being famous you know like they just love making music and they just want you know to be like to build up a a, a small group that can enjoy them and that they can eat <laughs> you know right, so, yeah right. and and there are going to be artists that will come through wet three that just end up going viral through the community and then they'll tell their regular friends about it in, in real life. And that artist very well might blow up like mainstream. But the best thing about yeah. it is that they would have started in Web3. And as they grow, all that money is going to be theirs. And they would have already proven like, dude, I don't need all of that. Like I did this Web3 thing. And for whatever reason, my talent and my engagement in the community got me to where now you guys are paying attention to me. Like, why would I? And then the, they are going to get offered deals. 
and they they're gonna be able to be like i'm so good like i just made 20 east like what are you talking about like yeah, good, yeah. You know? and then someone's like what is what, what do you think yeah exactly. like, <laughs> yeah man so i know the labels are already coming over here they already put together groups of artists and producers that own board apes and they're making a band and i'm pretty sure oh, wow. i forgot which label but they're already setting up like a like an nft department and it sucks because what it means is that the artist they're going to just add that to the 360 you know so like an yeah. artist if you get signed they will tell you off the bat no you don't get to just go put out your own nft project no you can't even we have to tell you when you can do that and how and we get some of it most of it yeah. <laughs> they're just gonna do the same thing with that you know so they're probably yeah. gonna have like a label wallet <laughs> or something oh, that that's so annoying. The, yeah. yeah that makes all the nfts and all the sales go to them and then they like cut the artists a small piece is gonna be insane and that's gonna break my heart when that starts happening because i just know it will but you know at least we would have laid the blueprint and and at least hopefully we can make enough noise that we can save a lot of artists and not you know mm -hmm. we won't be able to save everyone but at least you know if we save a bunch of artists then then that's five thousand people screaming loudly at the other artists and they can save five thousand more and you know it, it could just mushroom like that hopefully over time but yeah, we're trying to set a new trend. <laughs> oh, I, th I think it will. Yeah. You're also a holder of Meerkat Millionaires Country Club, aren't I you? I sure do. I hold, I have two of those babies. <laughs> those bad boys. <laughs> yeah. I love them. You got the Gucci uh, the Gucci glasses, Hell too. Hell, yeah. I had to get gang. I was like, I need my Meerkat to be, like, super fly. <laughs> was funny <laughs> that I don't even care about Gucci in real life. <laughs> but I thought, I, I love the community. Like they're so dope, mm -hmm. you know, and I know they got, they got kind of like screwed over with a few things, but I feel like their goal of being like the board apes of Solana is totally achievable. I think the community is like oh, real 100%. strong and I love, I love the way that they keep constantly like staying connected and, and like really trying to do things as a community. And I really, I love it, man. I love being America. All you got to do is say, and like, <laughs> yeah, for real. Out. I love it, man. That was actually my first. I'm pretty sure that was my first Solana NFT. It was like the big blue chip. Yeah. It was like the first. I look at least when I first found out about Solana NFTs, yeah. when I saw Meerkat Millionaires, I was like, yeah, I felt really lucky you know, to, get, that's the board to get in there for sure. And they're a DAO too, yeah. which is great because everyone has, you know, a say in what, yeah. what happens and what doesn't. And I love to see my two Meerkats sitting in my wallet, just making me money. I just love to see yeah. anything. And I, and I come in and check later and I have more soul in my wallet. I love it. <laughs> Who does right, that? because you're getting rewards from it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. For real. So if you're not, if you're a Solana and gang, you might, you might want to grab a couple of those cats. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. They're going to be around. Definitely uh, pick up some of those cats. Yeah. And also, there's uh, domain names like .soul. You can yeah. start buying those yeah. now. Yeah, I noticed the, cool. the Soul domains are out now. I only have like mad like ETH ones. <laughs> yeah, because you get made fun of if you come in with the .soul. But the thing <laughs> yeah. is, the thing is that I like that I like that more because then it's kind of like a you know like a fuck you to yep. guys with .eth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have like all my ENS and unstoppable domains all minted now, like all these different domains, but. 
I'm going to get my small one. I have to do it fast, too, because anytime you're a public figure, people always, like, grab your domain and then make you, like, pay a lot of money for it. And I felt like I got so lucky. Like, I actually was like, Chantel.eth is available. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, right. I'm grabbing that, you know. It's still available uh, uh, for .soul because I actually looked at it and I was thinking <laughs> about getting it. But not to, like, hold, not to, like, hold against <laughs> you. I was going to, like, give it to you. Like, come on. <laughs> but it is available nice sweet i'm gonna get on that immediately all right well thank you so much for coming on Chantel. this really meant a lot you know our audience is gonna be super happy that you came on um and you are our first famous person that has ever been on this podcast so this is a milestone (laughs) for our podcast and and first female on here as well so we appreciate first female yeah you're right always like one of the first girls in everything (laughs) that's interesting that's interesting. Well, you are like the leading Web3. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But it was a pleasure to be here with you guys. This, this was fun. I'm, I'm happy to come back if you guys want to talk about anything else. Oh, we love, we love it. Oh, awesome. Heck but yeah. I was a little I'm nervous, you know, having, the, having all your listeners into <laughs> yeah. your entire community. Awesome. Well, they're going to be so happy <laughs> that uh, we're going to have this episode published, you know, next week all nice and edited Sweet. so you can't like see when i'm like squirming around or something <laughs> I'm, a lot too. I'm like the most restless person ever but you know it's hard not to be when you're like sitting in front of that yeah you know webcam and you can mm-hmm. see yourself you know, like, <laughs> you're like am i sweating like is everything- yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah thank you guys for having me for giving me yeah your platform to spread the word i really appreciate it Oh, of course. <laughs> and we're going to be putting 1331 Records uh, dis- Discord link and website link. And, you know, all of the links nice. will be in the description below. Yeah. Awesome sauce. Thank you, guys. Sweet. Enjoy the rest all of right. your day. Yep. It yeah, you too. It's cold where you are, so stay warm. Oh, it's Detroit. It's yeah. the worst. It's <laughs> yeah. super cold. <laughs> oh, cold. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Stay warm, guys. And we'll talk soon. Hopefully. All right. Thank you. you too. Peace. All right. See ya. <laughs>